You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. As I mentioned in the previous segment, uh, Matt, uh, rookie minicamp kicked off today. We got our first uh, opportunity to talk. Well, not our first opportunity. They were in the facility. I was was in the facility. Everybody was there. I got to see them on the practice field. There were footballs involved. There were footballs there. Um, They didn't often throw the football. It was was weird. Uh, Hmm. Like when they were going through some of the – it was more like a walkthrough than it was an actual practice. Okay. Um, Probably taking it from the board to the field for yeah, the first time. Seeing who yeah, could right. do what and how who, who learns quickly. That's kind of how that worked. Uh, but we had an opportunity to uh, chat with Pat Fryermuth today after practice. Cool. Uh, so I did want to play that back. And uh, we'll do this with a couple different guys just to hear what their reaction yeah, was to, to the practices. So uh, here's what Pat Fryermuth had to say about practice today. Okay, Pat. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the, the nickname Baby Gronk. Uh, I saw that Penn State gave that to you. Uh, how did that come about, and how do you feel about it? Uh, I guess it came about just because I'm from that area, um, War 87. Obviously, Grant played for the Patriots for a long time, grew up you know, kind of watching them. Um, you know, I hate it because, you know, I think it's, you know, pretty annoying <laughs> that I'm being called, you know, baby Gronk. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of away that from that nickname. So, uh, I don't want to be called that. <laughs> Jerry Dulac, Post-Gazette. Hey, uh, Pat, uh, just uh, talk a little bit about uh, both your ability to catch the ball and block, being a kind of a two-dimensional tight end. And Steve Jones told me you never dropped a pass in the red zone while you were at Penn State. <laughs> Can you confirm that? Is yeah. that true? Yeah, that's true. Um, never dropped a pass in the red zone. Um, you know, that's where your plays um, you know, are there for the taking. And, you know, you get very limited opportunities down there. So, you know, what I – Got my number called and everything like that. You know, I want to make the most of it. So, you know, the red zone is time to lock in and score some points and, you know, make touch and get touchdowns. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, it's not really Sorry. Jeff Hawthorne, 93.7. And how much have you been able to look at the offense? How do you – just overall, how do you feel about your fit here? Uh, I love my fit. I think, you know, it, it's perfect. Um, you know, I'm very happy that I'm here in Pittsburgh and, you know, the offense is, is awesome. I think it's very – um, you know, complex, and you know, I think it's going to utilize you know the talent that we have on this roster. And um, you know, from the first walk through today, um, it felt great. It felt you know, like I understand most uh, that's going on. Chris Damsky, true. I've seen Coach Tomlin and even some of the assistants come up to the tight ends right away and want to see them on the sled block. I don't know a rookie camp; you probably can't do sleds and stuff like that, but. Did you just from the pre-draft process? Is it true that the Steelers? We we can't understand you either. Your your audio is doing something really weird. If you want to just text me your question, I can ask it to him. That seemed to work with Triv. Okay. Okay. Will Graves, Associated Press. Pat, I'm just curious. What were your impressions of seeing Najee out there, and and sort of what are the the prospects of maybe you got a chance to meet him and maybe your other fellow rookies at all, and sort of what's the vibe that you guys are, are trying to get here? Yeah, I mean, Najee's impressive. Obviously, you know he he's a hell of a running back, and 
you know, through a walkthrough today, you know, he makes very good cuts and you know, he's very smart with the football. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's a really good guy. Um, Sam, I've kind of connected with him and Kendrick. Um, Kendrick's a really good guy too. And he, he's very big and built. And, um, you know, he's just, they're both of them are very, very good guys. Aditi Kinkabala, NFL Network. Hey, Pat, um, you mentioned the offense earlier and you said already you really like it. Well, for all of us, this is a new offensive coordinator, so we're really not familiar with what's going on. Can you tell us what about it do you like? What appeals to you? What has you feeling like, OK, this is going to be something that can really run all over the league with? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's complex, but it's simple in the same way. Um, you know, I think, you know, Coach Canada puts, you know, um, guys in the field where they can create mismatches and, um, and I think he does a good job just kind of understanding and kind of, you know, figuring out what the defense weaknesses are. Um, and I kind of can see that with the looks that he, he gave out there for the look team today and um, just kind of what he's put together, um, you know, in camp so far. So, um, you know, I really like the offense and I and, you know, enjoy being in it so far. And since Thomas left me open, thank you, Thomas. Pat, one more. What sort of interaction have you had with Ben Roethlisberger so far? Yeah, so he actually called me, you know, the day after I got drafted. Um, I mean, he reached out and he, he's an awesome guy. Um, you know, he, he's taking us, me and, and Najee and Kendrick out to dinner tomorrow night. Um, you know, he, he texted back and forth a couple of times with us. And, um, you know, my locker's actually next to him. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's really, it's pretty cool just, you know, seeing him um, when I was a young kid, you know, being in the NFL and then look, oh, that's Ben Roethlisberger. Now um, my locker's are next to him. So it's, it's pretty cool and definitely surreal. Thanks. All right. Mike a DVE. Pat, your, your willingness to block is pretty well documented. You've been described as a guy, though, who is better physically with the ball in your hands than you are actually blocking. Would you agree with that? And how do you get that blocking part up to speed along with your receiving part? Yeah, you know, I think blocking is definitely something that you can, you know, you always can get better at. Um, definitely, that's definitely something I need to get better at. You know, I think I was a very adequate blocker in college, and, you know, I was able to get the job done when I needed to. Um, but, you know, here, you know, I just want to bring back kind of the mentality I had my freshman year, just kind of you know, go in there and, and, and block them as hard as I can and, you know, make some plays in the, in the run game. And, you know, the, the plays in the pass game are going to come and, and, and I'm gonna, not going to push for that. But, you know, I'm here to you know, make an impact blocking right away. So, you know, that's what I'm going to pride myself on. This is from Chris Adamski, Trib, and kind of a good follow up to that. Um, did you feel as if the Steelers emphasized blocking more from tight ends in the pre-draft process as opposed to other teams? And in your time interacting with the team early, have they emphasized it more and blocking techniques with you? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really say they kind of hammered it a lot, you know, in the pre-draft process. It more kind of gets to know me. Um, but, you know, being out here in the past couple of days and out on the field today, you know, they definitely, um, you know, want the tight end that can, you know, go out there and block and make a difference. And so, you know, they definitely emphasize that with me. And, I'm ready for the challenge. All right, last three questions. Dale Lolly, UK. Pat, as, uh, as Aditi mentioned, uh, we're learning what the Matt Canada offense might look like as well. Uh, did you notice a lot of pre-snap motion uh, in the playbook? And how much of that did you do at Penn State? Uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's a decent amount. Um, you know, just from the first install that we did, I, you know, there's, there's a decent amount. Um, you know, I did a, not really pre-snap motion um, at Penn State. You know, I kind of, you know, Sometimes with motion and depending on a look or something like that, but you know we would kind of at Penn State kind of kind of get set and, and, and roll with the play we had. So it's gonna get some you know adjusting to, but you know I, I felt good doing it in the, in the, today. Tim Benstrom. 
Uh, this is a bit of a follow-up to what Jerry was talking about with the red zone, but correct me if I'm wrong. When you joined us after uh, you got drafted, you said some of the effect that your freshman year, you did a lot of red zone stuff while Gasicki was with you as well, correct? Like you guys would come out together in the red zone. You get a lot of targets there. Yeah, well, Mike actually left before I got there. Oh, Michael left before. Your freshman year, so you got a lot of red zone targets, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, is that something that we could see a lot of with you and Ebron together? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I think, you know, um, Ebron's, you know, he's an awesome guy. And, you know, he's, he's a hell of a football player. So I'm excited to learn from him and, you know, kind of see what, you know, his task for us uh, in 12 personnel is to what we do and what we're asked to do. And you know, I'm excited to see, you know, that, that stuff. All right, and last question from Nick Farabaugh, Pittsburgh Sports Now. Hey, Pat. Um, I, we talked a lot about your blocking, but I want to know more about your comfort level as a receiver. Do you Obviously, you played a lot of H-back, a little bit of F at um, Penn State. Do you kind of feel comfortable working outside because Matt Cannon in the past has worked his tight ends all the way to the boundary as an X, as a Z? Do you think you can do that all the way from that to a Y on the interior to an H-back? Yeah, I think, I, you know, I can do it all. I think that's, you know, kind of, um, you know, that kind of prospect I was, I was just kind of, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm very versatile and, you know, can do it all in the field and whatever's asked, you know, line up in that fullback position or, you know, still that extra Z receiver. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do whatever they ask me to do. And I'm just excited to, you know, see, you know, my progression in this offense. That was new Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth with the uh, media after today's practice uh, over at Heinz, not at Heinz Field, at the UPMC Rooney mm-hmm. Sports Complex. Um, had a chance to talk to him. We also had a chance to talk to Kendrick Green, the Steelers' new center. And um, interesting, uh, we, he was also asked about the offense. You're getting a chance to talk to two of the uh, the guys learning the new offense. Yeah. Um, uh, they don't know what to compare it to from last year, but still. They can give mean, you some insight. They give you some stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, here's what uh, Kendrick Green had to say as well. There was a video of you doing Nordic curl just before your pro day. Why was it so important for you to set a goal to do one during your training with Duke Manny weather, and how does that toughness and training translate to your play on the field? Um, so just, uh, you know, it was something we were doing and during a workout one day, just in the pre-draft process down in, uh, down with Duke. And um, I, I, I got really close to going all the way down and coming back up, but uh, couldn't quite get in. Each week I kind of just progressed, and, like, I would always try and get one rep, you know. And, but that one week I finally got it, and uh, – but yeah, it just showed, you know, stacking what you do when you stack weeks and weeks on the work on top of one another. So, uh, you know, I try to try like try to implement that into my game as well. You know, stacking days each day get better and better until you know you finally get the breakthrough. Dale Lawley, DK. Yeah, Kendrick, uh, I was talking with uh, James Kirkland uh, from Illinois uh, earlier this week, and and he said that. Uh, when you got on campus, he, he was telling you, hey, man, you need to be an offensive lineman. He saw you play offensive line in high school. Uh, can you run us through just how that whole all went for you? Uh, again, just when you made the decision to, to go to uh, offensive line from defensive line and, and, and how that whole process – because you did it quickly in three months. You went from being a, you know, a defensive lineman to being in the starting lineup. Yeah, uh, Cole, yeah Kirkland always used to, you know – get on me about, uh, you know, like, and you'd be way better on the whole line. I wasn't trying to hear, you know, being young. But uh, eventually, you know, the way this, the, our roster and our team started shaping guys, leaving the program, and you know what I mean? We get more defensive tackles. I'm like, you know, let me let me try and make this switch. And I did that, and uh, it did work out for the best. Will Graves, Associated Press. Hey, man, it's hard not to notice that jersey number you're wearing today. 
Uh, I'm sort of curious, did you have any say in that or did they just sort of hand it to you? And it, is it intimidating to, to wear a number of a guy who obviously excelled at that position that you now ostensibly are trying to fill in? Yeah. Um, uh, no, they didn't hand it to me. I kind of, um, you know, I wore 53 since high school, you know, obviously at Illinois I wore it as well. And uh, so I kind of requested it and um, knowing that he had retired. You know, I feel like maybe I maybe they get it. I was fully prepared for them, you know, to keep it off, but they let me have it and uh, we try. I got big big shoes to fill, so we're gonna gonna work towards that. Uh, let's try Jerry Dulac Post Gazette. Hey, uh, Kendrick, what is the the biggest uh, uh, change or maybe difficulty of playing guard, of playing center rather than guard? Is it physical or is it mental because of maybe all the uh, calls and everything you'll have to make? What, what's the biggest difference between the two? Um, you know, I'm really comfortable at both. Um, obviously, like you said, a center is a little bit over mental side of the game, but I'm fully prepared to uh, to swing that as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I would definitely say the mental part is a little different. What is the physical challenge, uh, Kendrick? Um, Really not too much, man. You know, it's all the same, playing physical, playing aggressive, and coming off the ball hard. Aditi King Babala, NFL Network. Hey, Kendrick. Um, welcome to Pittsburgh. And I am going to ask you two, if that's okay. One, have you been told anything at all about the expectation that you'll be the starting center or what are your thoughts about that? And then number two, have you even had any sort of look at the playbook yet or any conversation with your fellow linemen? Uh, yeah, um, to answer your second question, yeah, we have been kind of, you know, digging into the playbook and even a little bit today, but um, you know, just trying to, trying to get the hang of that. But as far as the role on the team, just showing up every day, you know, uh, if I get the spot, I don't, but I'm ready to come in and compete, you know, and, uh, and you know, also learn from the older guys. All right. This is from Mike Prezzuto, DVE, just because his audio was cutting out. Um, so, like, in your experience in college, how much zone did you run and how much was QB under center? Um, under center, we I haven't uh, – unless we were running a uh, quarterback sneak, we were never under center. But um, – and then as far as we were a uh, big inside zone, outside zone team, so that's something that uh, that I'm, I'm really used to. All right, we have four questions left. Jim Wexel, Steelers Digest. Uh, Kendrick, um, you know, when Pouncey started as a rookie, the big thing, the big conversation we had with coaches was the communications and making the, making the calls, making the changes up front. Um, you were a guard most of the time in college. How difficult is this going to be? What kind of grasp do you think you'll have on this and kind of a timeline? Um, you know, I can't really put too much expectations on myself. You know, I'm just – my goal, I want to show up every day and compete and, you know, get as much out of every day as possible, uh, try and maximize my, uh, my time in here, so. You know what, guys? I actually only have two. It's one question per person today because we've got to get these guys moving so they can eat lunch. I'm sorry. Chris Adamski, Trim. Kendrick, how much interaction, if any, have you had with the uh, the, the veteran um, offensive linemen on the team? And some of them more veteran than others, like the Castros, you know, 10th year and and uh, Dotson, the two guys that would play next to you, it is a, was a rookie last year. Have you had any conversation with them and how you might, you know, what kind of personalities those guys have? Um, yeah, just kind of, uh, just, you know, them reaching out through text or a phone call here and there. I haven't really, haven't met anyone in person yet, but, um, 
but yeah, just just you know, everybody congratulating me on you know the draft and things like that, and uh, welcoming me aboard, and uh, I'm excited to work with you. All right, and last question: Noah Strachan, Sports Illustrated. Hey, Kendrick, going back to the number, have you talked to Marquise at all? And, and if so, have you brought up the number? Um, no, uh, he reached out to me the day after the draft and, um, just, you know, tell me congratulations and, uh, you know, just get ready to work and, uh, and play hard and be a stealer for sure. But, uh, but no, as far as the number, I haven't, no, because I mean, at the time, I didn't know what I, what number I was going to wear, but yeah, so. That was Kendrick Green, the Steelers' new center. As you uh, heard there, he uh, um, wasn't sure the Steelers were going to give him 53, but he asked yeah. for it, and they gave it to him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's running on numbers in a way here, too, I mean, which is one of the reasons they, they made that number switch that you can do some different things this year. Uh, and Steelers had that problem to some degree, too. you gotta, you got to give out some of the greats numbers. Yes, even though some of them aren't retired, you know, it's right. It's still a problem. I mean, you're not giving out 75, but you're going to be yeah. giving some out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have one last one that we wanted to get to here. This would, of course, be with the Steelers' uh, new punter. And we haven't had a chance to hear from Presley Harvin III yet. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to him at the draft. So here is the initial Presley <laughs> Harvin III press conference with the media. Welcome to Pittsburgh. Um, just uh, ask you first off, have you heard from any of the other specialists on the team so far? You know, the guys you might be catching snaps from or, or holding kicks for or anything like that? Uh, yeah, biggest one is uh, Christian, uh, the long snapper here. Uh, me and him are in camp together. A pretty good guy. Also talked to Boswell just a little bit. Uh, haven't gotten the opportunity to meet him yet, but, uh, you know, there's genuine guys up here. Uh, I'm just ready to get to work. Let's go to Christopher Carter. Christopher? Especially congratulations making it to the NFL. What did it mean to you when you became the first black man to win the Ray Guy Award? Uh, you know, and especially with you know the history, there's there haven't been a lot of black punters in the NFL, you know, throughout the throughout its history. Yeah, man, it was a complete honor. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of hard work throughout this time to be able to get to that point. Uh, you know, high school is definitely a grind and being able to, you know, the guys go to Georgia Tech. Uh, also, I'll be one of the first African-American punters there, uh, you know, just, just add to that legacy of, you know, that's find that group. It's not me. It was like you said, uh, I really count on a handful of, you know, it's about all of us. Uh, it's just a tight knit group. And, you know, being the first one to win the Ray guy, you know, I just I feel like I'm a trailblazer. Uh, you know, I'm going to be able to pave the way for guys that's going to be at me and, you know, kind of make that route easier for them. Joe Rutter. Hi, right, Presley. Were you um, were you expecting to get drafted, or did you think maybe you would, you know, since not many punters do get drafted, you might be in the undrafted free agent role? I knew it was a fair shot uh, coming into it. Me and my agent talked a lot. Uh, it was definitely potential six to seven round. Um, and you know, the draft is always something that you know I've always been looking forward to. But if, if it didn't have to actually happen the way it did, man, I was just going to try to make the most of any opportunity I could have got. Rich Walsh. I wanted to ask you about, you know, how many people talk about your size and is it a huge advantage for you? And how aggressive will you be out there on special teams this year? Yeah, man, I'm a bigger dude. Uh, a lot of people always ask me, you know, when they say, you know, you play football. I always get that question, what do you play? And, you know, I always let people try to guess on themselves of, you know, what position. And it's always the the rather alarm, defensive lineman or fullback or halfback or something like that, man. It's just 
I just when I tell people I'm a punter, you know, they're just kind of astonished the fact that you know I said that. But you know, when you when you look at me, I don't look like it. But you know, I put a lot of dedication into you know getting myself to the position where I am today. You know, I kind of thrive on it. You know, being unique is a little bit. You know, a lot of people are unique in their own ways, and mine is my size. You know, I bring something else to the table. Um, got a strong leg, and just being in my frame, I feel completely comfortable with it. And you know, I'm just ready to ball. Jeff Athorn. Chris, when was your what were your pre-draft conversations like? with the Steelers and when did you know that they were really interested? Yeah. So, uh, coach Danny Smith, special teams coach here actually ran my pro day. Uh, he, uh, he's actually a coach that coached at Georgia tech too, back in, he won a 1990s championship there. Uh, so he had ties at Georgia tech. Uh, and I knew that kind of ahead of time. And when he got there to, you know, talk to me a little bit before pro day, told me he was probably going to be the one running it. Uh, you know, it, it was, Something that, you know, I know the I know the organization, I know where it comes from and all, and especially him, too, being a successful coach. It meant a lot to me, uh, especially a, a guy that already went to Georgia Tech and coached there and, you know, came through the ranks and know this organization and know the NFL, like, from, from the front and back of his hand. You know, it, it meant a lot to me for him to be able to be there every step through the way. Uh, you know, this process has been tremendous. Uh, you know, we're here today because of it, too. Mark Caboli. Hey, Presley, I assume when you were younger, you played you played uh, youth ball, you played high school and other positions. How did you get hooked up with funding and you knew that that was your future? Yeah, so uh, growing up, I played offensive line when I first started playing peewee football. Uh, and then when I got to middle school, we had an open tryout. Uh, I was playing center at the time, and you know, no one else wanted to kick. So I just took the initiative of, you know, let me try to help the team out and just see how it goes. You know, I might not do it forever, but you know, I'll try it out. And, you know, here we are today, many, many years later, because of that one, you know, that one decision that I made one day in practice, just trying not to be selfish. Uh, but it's been a journey. I played tight end freshman year of high school a little bit and then took full, I took full responsibility for funding my sophomore year. And that's when I came to the decision of, you know, this is something that I can be really good at. Jim Wexel. Mm. Presley, uh, I saw one one pass of yours. You have to have uh, dominated on passing kick when you were a kid and have some kind of passing cred. Tell me about your passing history. Yeah, man. Uh, I used to love just throwing the ball when I first started playing football. Uh, I knew I couldn't play any position like that when I was growing up. That was a big Hey, Jim, Jim, can you mute, mute yourself? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So growing up, uh, I played offensive line and peewee football. So, you know, I never got a chance to throw the ball, but I always liked to. Uh, so when I got the opportunity, when I got up in college, uh, you know, I've already made myself full aware of the fact that I can throw uh, and just kept trying to tell my coaches, you know, whenever you want to make that opportunity, trying to have throwing fakes, you know, I would like to try it. Because uh, usually you would have the, the up back or someone like that throw the ball. But, you know. I felt I felt comfortable enough to be able to do it, uh, and that, that's that throw that I had against Miami back in 2019 was definitely the highlight of it, man. And you know, it just shows that you know I'm I'm versatile. Uh, I'm a bigger dude. I got a strong leg, but you know, whenever a fake needs to happen, you know, I can try to execute it the best I can. All right, we'll check out check back on a couple follow ups. Brian Backo, do you have a follow up? 
Yeah, you, you know, we've mentioned on this call everything that kind of makes you unique as a punter, Presley. Uh, what, what have been your teammates, your new teammates' reactions, the other rookies? I mean, do many of them know your story? Uh, or have you been explaining uh, to them kind of the same stuff you've been explaining to us? Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of guys here, but I haven't gotten the opportunity to talk to all of them yet. Uh, just flew in yesterday, and as soon as we got here, we were already booked up with other stuff. But, you know, definitely being able to talk to these guys and kind of pick their brain on, you know, where they come from and their stories and trying to share mine, too. But it'll be it'll be pretty cool to see. Uh, Joe Rudder, did you have a follow-up? Yeah, I do. Um, just, you know, being the only punter here, um, you know, what do you hope to get out of these two days? You know, the, there's no other specialist for here. Do you, do you expect to get some work out of this? Yeah, I mean, I definitely expect to get some good work up here. Uh, like I, like you said, I'm the only one. Uh, so I just got to take advantage of that opportunity to, you know, just highlight my attributes on the field. Uh, the biggest things I'm going to try to worry about is, you know, just living the moment, just taking it all in because, you know, just this time last year, we weren't even – we didn't even know if we were going to play football. And just being in the position we are today, you know, just trying to make the most of every opportunity I get. Uh, Mark Caboli, did you have a follow-up? I do not, Michael. I am sorry. You're okay. That's all right. All right, we'll wrap it up. Um, Reggie Anderson, uh, if you're on. Yeah, hey, Presley, uh, growing up in Sumter, when did you dream of, of getting to this stage and, and the values that you learned at Sumter High School from your family uh, taking with them to the Steel City? Yeah, man, I, I made the decision of trying to get to the NFL when I was like 14 years old. Uh, went to base middle school at Sumter, Sumter. And, you know, my mom sent it to me the other day when I was, you know, trying to get ready to come up here was just a note that I wrote on my phone at the time. It was just like, you know, I want to have aspirations to get to the NFL I don't know how that looks, but, you know, I'm not going to stop grinding until I get there. When I do get there, I'm going to just continue to grind. And just being in this, this in this organization and being here today, you know, it's just a true testament that hard work really pays off. Uh, and it really just comes back to my family, man. They, they always tell me, you know, one thing we have as a motto as a family, you know, if we're going to do something, we're not going to quit. Even if it's not in our favor, we're still not going to quit. And, you know, I just never quit. They were, they were always behind me, still are to this day, man. And just, you know, it's a true blessing to where I am. That was Presley Harvin, uh, the Steelers' new punter. Um, didn't get to see him kick today, but that was the first time I'm we've heard him talk. I'm interested to see it. I wonder yeah. if it makes that boom noise off his foot a little different than others, just by the the build of him and his you know c- career numbers and whatnot. Um, I, I like that pick more and more. I was talking about it on the podcast today. I mean, there's a lot of long snappers drafted in the sixth round, kickers, punters. I just think that the league looked at round six and seven like they're not – there wasn't player. a player that you were going to take in those rounds that was guaranteed to make your roster, unlike right. unlike a kicker or a punter. They, they and those guys aren't guaranteed. No, but, but they've got a much better shot than they have to beat out one guy. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> right. hey, we're going to take a, a shot on a you know the the seventh outside linebacker, sure, or, you know, or, things you know, of that nature. Eighth defensive lineman when six only make the team. I mean, right. the numbers are against you from the right off the bat. Uh, so you saw a lot of that, and it all stems from just. Not as many people were eligible for this draft, yeah. you know, and the, the undrafted crew is not as strong. And next year's class should be much better. You can over, 
you can overlook that thing when you're just so focused on one draft because it's all relative. Well, he's better than this guy, and you know, but overall, the end of the draft isn't very strong. No, it wasn't this year. So that was uh, that was the move the Steelers made there to go get a punter. And again, you know, if he makes the roster over over Jordan Berry, you save four hundred thousand dollars. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, over a four year stretch too. You that's know, you're yeah. Not going to get a veteran or you know, in four hundred thousand dollars, you may say, well, that's not very much. That's a player during the season. That's a player, right, right, right. You know, the the minimum is like six fifty now. Um, you know, a couple of weeks into the season, you start. I can grab this vet for yeah. league minimum type of deal or not. Well, now I can. Now you every can every year for yeah. four years. You know, and whether you pay him after that or not, who who you know worry about that later. But you don't want to be in the market of let's go find a punter and have to pay him league minimum, and then we don't like him, and you know, yeah, then the, you the did, answers are problem. Then you that's start cycling like through those punters, and it's, you know, okay, until you find one that you like. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, just not yeah. good business. It would really be nice if he does prove himself in the, you know, we won't see him kicking weather and things, yeah. but I mean, they must like him quite a bit. Led the NCAA in punting last year, so yeah, right. there's that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's going to do it for this segment. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, getting keeping us on the air and uh, – queuing up those uh, interviews for us. I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.